excellence in sports entertainment. Pro wrestling talk from the four corners of parts unknown. This is That Wrestling Podcast. Welcome to That Wrestling Podcast. It's Brian. I am back after a week hiatus. And it is time for 1987 WrestleMania VCR Trivia. (laughs) (laughs) Who wants to go first? No takers? Okay. Well, maybe maybe at the end we'll pull that off. Hey, great job uh, carrying the ship while I was out last week, guys. I do appreciate it. You're welcome, uh, Joe. That was your your funny line. How you how you doing, buddy? You doing all right? I'm all right, and uh, it's like we 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 did have a host before you, so we let him uh, take over for last week. I know you missed me. Yes, I, I did. Missed me. You you expressed that to me. Joe was the one. Uh, made I was the I was the one who missed you. Everyone else was fine. You made it through. You powered through. Kevin, the the master of Microsoft Excel, he's here as well. How you doing, buddy? Yo yo yo. All right, Jason. Again, great job hosting. My, um, my hat now also you. known as the future of hip hop. So <laughs> you're gonna drop the those guess, four bars. The guess, yeah. <laughs> How about four? Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll they were they, they were good. Later. They were good sports about it. I don't know if it'll actually ever happen. Uh, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, go listen to the TWP extra I did uh, last week with. Uh, Quincy Jones and Doc Lesnar from the Quincy Jones show. They're uh, a couple good dudes that uh, I met a few years ago. Got a great podcast. They're pro wrestling commentators and they're also hip hop artists, which um, out of the four of us, you know, I'm, I'm into the whole, I'm into the like nineties hip hop. And it was cool to talk to them. They're about 10 years younger than me. So, you know, stuff I was talking about while they knew what it was. And then they were talking about stuff I had no idea who those people were, but uh yeah. yeah, I am the future of hip hop. Um, uh, one other thing yeah. that I had said last week on our show, um, you know, I genuinely like Joe. I know a lot of people think there's some sort of issue. <laughs> and, you know, we say shit to each other here, and I'm like, okay, it's fun. It's for the show. You know, it's kind of like that. You can't beat up my brother, but I can <laughs> yeah, in a situation. Yeah. I have ears everywhere, Joe. Oh, really? And you're bad-mouthing me to the public. What? At oh. the barbershop. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. All that barbershop talk. That, All that barbershop that, talk. Yeah. Not got thrown out the window. A coward jumped through it. <laughs> um, not only, you know, you shit-talking to Brother Brudai, uh, we got an email from Spencer in Knoxville, Tennessee, and the title, the subject is Jason Joe Conflict. Oh, let, let me read it. Juicy. <laughs> um, Who's what's Spencer? Up, boys? <laughs> Listener from the beginning. Uh, hearing last week's show, it seems that Jason is really aggravated over Joe's dislike for anything to do with Charlotte. While I do think Joe goes overboard. I don't understand why Jason seems to take so much offense to it. Brian has talked about how he hates Orange Cassidy, and I don't remember Jason getting uh, that much or Jason giving that much flack to Brian. Kevin, Joe, and Brian don't seem to hold a grudge over Jason for not liking Matt Cardona, or is it mid Cardona? Ha ha. Not, <laughs> not LOL. 
Ha ha, not LOL. <laughs> anyway, keep up the great work on the pod, and maybe I'll run into you guys at SummerSlam, Spencer in Knoxville, Tennessee. That's cool. Thanks, hey. Spencer. Thanks, Spencer. Um, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I may not like Matt Cardona, but I respect what he's doing because what he's doing works. You know, yeah. he has he's copying everybody else, and it's all part of the gimmick. Joe will not give any respect, any love to what Charlotte is doing. And the fact is, Joe worked himself into a shoot. Oh, uh, we're still on this. That was a theme from last week. That was just 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 angry at everything Charlotte does. And uh, not everything. Joe man, loves it. There not are on. two things, two things that I, <laughs> I I will be the bigger man here. There are two things that she has done in her career that I have generally been interested in. No, and the, number one, <laughs> psych the movie. I thought she was great in. If anyone Nobody ever watched saw it, that. I saw it and I actually was like, I was like, wow, she she did a great job in that. And number two, it's like you were the one that missed Brian. You were also the one. Now I want to watch Psych, Psych the movie. Psych the movie. She played it. she played like the hired muscle of the okay. uh, villain. So like okay. she actually did a good job in it. And number two, when she was on with Stone Cold, Cold the uh, uh, Keeping Up with Austin, whatever the name of that show oh, was, that was yeah. on. Uh, yeah. Like that interview with her, like she like she was a real person she wasn't playing the gimmick it's the gimmick that bothers me so much kind of like jason when you do with uh matt cardona you can't stand like his gimmick (laughs) but but i respect what he's doing in the ring that's the main job you give no uh, respect to charlotte for the stuff she's because of what she represents of how like her she has ruined the women's division but we don't need to keep talking about that You've worked yourself into a shoot. Let's go to what you're wearing. What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today, today? What are you wearing? What are you wearing? What are you wearing today? All right. Well, I don't know if we made any headway on uh, Spencer's email. (laughs) He's probably more confused. But uh, we'll we'll go to the, the... other member of the show who's out of this conflict, Kevin, you can start off. You looks like you are wearing a, uh, a tank of some sort. I am. It's, it's or is it a singlet? It's getting. <laughs> it is a singlet. Kevin, Kevin is the third Creed brother. I can't believe it. Uh, I, uh, I love tanks when, when it gets warm outside. I have a few to choose from. And I was like, you know what? No one's worn the OG Bruise next. Oh, okay, yeah. Beautiful. So I was like, you know what? Work is tough. I, I, I was like, how many beers can I fit inside the 36? And I was like, wait a second. Maybe it's three 16 milliliters, <laughs> which comes out to 12, which comes out to about 12.5 fluid ounces, just as a heads up in the conversion. Uh, no, okay. I, I just, I love the logo. Uh, and I was, uh, wanted to rep it tonight. And Jason, where can you pick up your TWP apparel? Oh, what what a maneuver.net. We have uh, four logo shirts up there, including the Bruise Next, which was a short-lived program we tried to do. <laughs> it's all about pro wrestling related beers, and there aren't really that many. So if you have one, let us know. Uh, maybe we can hook up with a uh, a brewer, brew house, somebody that uh, can talk about it. It was fun with Reagan Long from uh, 
local local brewing co in San Francisco, the Mr. Perfect beer. Uh, they should be actually getting ready to brew it for this year. It might actually be gone by now, but um, what a maneuver.net. I'll have to keep an eye out that the Macho Man Shandy Savage at uh, Baffin comes back. Well, maybe we can maybe we can have the second edition of Brews next. Oh yeah. Uh, what do you what do you have, Jay? You got a, a very uh, fun one. It looks like that I've never seen before. His name is Rick Boogs. Uh, Rick Boogs. Prior to his Freddie Mercury haircut and mustache. Um, yes, yes. It was, uh, <laughs> they, you know, they had it for, it was a 30% off sale. So I got it for like 15 bucks on WWE shop. It's a cool shirt. Like I, I can wear that. Like, I'm going to see Limp Biscuit on Tuesday. Oh, hell I yeah. may wear the Rick Boogs shirt at uh, the Limp Biscuit show. Awesome. Awesome. Shout out to Rick Boogs. Hopefully he'll be back here. Not too uh, down the road. Not too far down the road. Uh, I am wearing cartoon British bulldog. Um, I saw a couple uh, days ago on the 18th, it was the anniversary of his passing. So a uh, little remembrance, you know, seen a lot of clips on Twitter of the SummerSlam uh, match with Brett. And of course, WWE did their on sale for that big uh, uh, castle show that they're doing in September. What's that? Is a conflict at the castle? You guys know what that's called? That ca- that car condoms show. at the castle. Condoms at the castle. It's all about safety and protection. Yes, uh, in any safe. event, so we're we're thinking about the British Bulldog uh, for this week for my shirt choice. And uh, Joe, I think I understand why you chose this one. Yeah, I got the cartoon Andre the Giant uh, shirt because this past week would have been uh, Andre's 76th birthday. Uh, that's why. So a lot of uh, love for Andre this week, and uh, I was like. No idea what I'm going to wear, and then I was saw the Andre one. I'm like, "Yep, that's that's it. That's the one." You think he would be wrestling if he was still alive today? <laughs> oh, no one in their day. 70s should be wrestling. Period. <laughs> you think he Spoiler. would still be drinking over 75 beers if he was alive? Today? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. That I think so. Isn't that wild though? Because obviously he was in his career when we were all kids, and I mean he seems so old then. <laughs> so to think he's he'd be 76, it's like. I feel like you'd be 76 20 years ago. Yeah. Like, that's just like, the yeah, but time when you think about it, like 30 years ago, we were like 12 and yeah. he was 46. So, yeah, it's all yeah, at our old. age now. So, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. All right, fellas, good choices. Uh, we got a couple of big news items to talk about this week. Uh, the first one we'll discuss happened on Monday with Sasha Banks and Naomi. Walking out on Raw. So uh, I'll give the quick backstory. On Monday Night Raw, it was announced that a women's six-pack challenge was going to determine who'd be the number one contender for Bianca's title. It was going to be Becky, Asuka, Nikki, Dewdrop, Sasha, and Naomi. Then a little bit into the show, Becky does an interview and say that Sasha and Naomi have walked out and that she wants a title shot. Uh, Word comes out. Not too long after, the show's still going on, that yes, this actually happened, and that Naomi and Sasha were upset about the storyline, they apparently walked into John Laurinaitis' office, handed over the tag team championships, and walked out of the building. And the reason they walked out, that's been reported, of course, it's always reporting, you never know for sure, uh, but two things. Number one, they felt uncomfortable or unsafe with two of the four other women in the match. And number two, Naomi was going to win and then lose to Bianca at Hell in a Cell. And also, possibly, Sasha was going to challenge Ronda Rousey at Hell in a Cell 
and also lose. So then you've got the tag champs both losing <clears throat> solo matches at Hell in a Cell. So where does that leave them? Uh, WWE then ends up putting out a statement kind of confirming these things even before the show is over. A, a very weird situation that I haven't seen that I can remember really uh, in that degree since Austin was supposed to fight Brock Lesnar on Raw and he left and he was gone for months. Um, guys, let's just first off just get your take on what went down on Monday and just your initial thoughts as these things were happening. I have a quick question because with me being on the West Coast, sometimes the show I get is different than the show you get. Okay. When oh. Becky went to Pierce the first time and it was on, was something else playing over it, like double audio? Yes. It was, okay. Yes. So I could not figure out what the hell was going on. Uh, and I thought it was just a mistake. And honestly, I was kind of checked out. So I, I I didn't put it all together, you know, until later. Um, it's an interesting situation because, look, if, if uh, Sasha and Naomi were both going to lose in title matches, that proves that that's why they're the tag team champs because they work better as a team than solo acts. Okay. Two, uh, it's come out that the other Funky Dactyl thinks that Naomi was influenced by Sasha. I did see that headline. I don't buy that. I don't either. And then three, it's a work. What do you think, Kevin? I, 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 uh, one, I, 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 Brian, you said you don't believe it. I, I, I personally do believe that, that she was influenced by Sasha uh, just for the fact where nothing against Naomi, nothing against her. I truly haven't been interested watching her in, and I'd probably honestly say, I don't know, two years plus. And, and the only reason I'm kind of even interested in still fantastic talent, fantastic talent. Right. Uh, I feel that Sasha has, if it's, if this is a true real situation, right. If it's, if it's a work, I'm falling for it because I truly, I want to get worked because I'm, I'm all in thinking it's real. Right. Uh, 100%. And, and I would love to be proved wrong. Uh, I think that Sasha probably didn't want to go over or, uh, uh, go, you know, down to, I'm trying to, no, that almost came up bad. Go to Moose, Moose to, Moose to Rhonda, uh, Rhonda, uh, it, it, especially if it, the situation where they feel unsafe, Rhonda's not very safe in that ring either. And, and, and to be put on a, a big matchup, I feel that Sasha probably went to Naomi said, Hey, I'm doing this up to you. And, and Naomi probably said, yes, very weird situation. Her married to can never remember if it's Jimmy or Jay, right. <laughs> one of the Usos, uh, totally throws a, a weird thing into it. I don't necessarily think the Usos, if it if it comes out to be true, will be you know uh, anything happened to them just because the Bloodline storyline is the best storyline going. Uh, I I want to be I want to be proved wrong because I'm I talking percentages. I know we throw that in there. I, I want to say 99%. I want to, I want to feel that it is a real thing, especially because WWE said in that statement, we are scripted television. No, wild. acknowledge, yeah. you know what I mean? It's, it's so, so crazy. And I know I just rambled a lot, but Joe, mm -hmm. I know 
they're not Charlotte, right? So you're going to have some positive things to say about these ladies. I mean, really? You, you had to be like so. somewhat, somewhat blown away by it. Like, are, I was, you, are you thinking it's real? Are you oh, like, do you want it to be real? Well, here was my first uh, thought when it came out. I felt bad for Nikki and Dewdrop. Yeah. They showed up and they didn't have anything for him. They couldn't have made it a fatal four way instead. You knew they weren't going to win, but they could have advanced their storyline. So that was my one thing. I thought the same. Those two walking out not only affected the show, the fans who were there in attendance who actually wanted to see those two, but also two other performers that I was really um, upset about that. And I'm not the biggest Nikki or Dewdrop fan, but they are professionals and they did have a right to work that night. They were promoted as being in the main event of Monday night raw. And that got taken away from them because of this uh, moment. That was my first thing I felt bad about. And that's a big thing to Vince McMahon. Like if he advertises a main event, he wants to deliver that main event to the point where I know in the past I've been to live events and they make an announcement at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Uh If you are here to see John Cena, unfortunately he will not be able to make it. Please report to the ticket window to pick up a refund before the end of the second match. So like, that's a big thing to Vince delivering on what's oh, promised, which yeah, that, leads that to happened. a bunch of those other hostage stories and stuff from the past. But my big takeaway is this. You have a job to do. We all have jobs. And if we don't like what we're told to do, we can walk out, but we ain't coming back. But mm-hmm. we have a job to do. So when we do it, when, we, when we're told to do something, we do it. Now, Everybody thinks Sasha doesn't need WWE. Yeah, you were yes. in two episodes of a Star Wars TV show. You definitely still need the WWE. <laughs> you are not John Cena. You are not The Rock. Yeah, and I remember I mean, years ago, too, going to a live event. And all over was, The Rock won't be here tonight. If you want a refund, please go to the box office, full refund. So, yeah, when it's advertised as a main event all day then yeah, that's a problem. So I'm also, this isn't the first time Sasha has done this. She did it after WrestleMania. What was it? WrestleMania 33 when they lost to the Iconics. Yes. Her and Bailey. Her and Bailey walked Um, out. Bailey stayed on the, on the roster at the time. Yeah. But last summer for months. Yeah. And last summer. Yeah. And that's the thing with what I'm thinking is that it was Sasha. Uh, She, I've almost felt like she's like a part-timer in the last year or so, I don't feel like she's on every week. And I, I see where she's coming from or they are coming from because we all agree that the women's tag division is dumb. They don't have tag teams that they have not done justice with when they created those belts, those titles and made it like a competitive division. There, there hasn't been anything. It's been garbage from the start. So I understand that if that's the case, that's their frustration that, yes, we want to have more emphasis. We want to have stories. I get that. I totally also get what you guys are saying that, yeah, you got your job. You're, you now you're screwing over your, uh, your coworkers. Your boss is mad at you. But I also understand, like, because I'm all the other way than on you, that one, Jay, about I feel like, yeah, Sasha could go, you want to release me? I'll be all right. I've got, I've got, Star, <laughs> I've got Star Wars, you know, whether that becomes something, but I've got that on my resume. I've got Snoop Dogg and my family. 
Oh, you think AEW wouldn't uh, hire her in a heartbeat? Sign and more Naomi, Sean Dark, Sean yeah, Dark. Well, hey. <laughs> but she, the point is, she's she can have some work. And Naomi being everything with the Usos, like we said, like that's not an easy one to say. Go oh, hit the bricks because. You're right, uh, Kevin. That's the top story in all of WWE for the last year or so. So this is a really uh, interesting situation. So the the follow-up question I have is, if Mm. you were Vince, what would you do? What's your move? Uh, I'm just going to go first. Well, bye. That would would be my move. You're releasing them or just letting them stay? No, let the contract play out. Let them go. Because... Like I said prior, a couple weeks ago, if you want to leave, don't say you want to leave. Buy a house. They will release you. (laughs) But if you want to stay, then go on Twitter and say, I want to be released. So they should have done it the other way around. So I don't see them letting them go because Vince is also in his 70s and uh, grumpy old man is not going to say, these kids aren't going to tell me what to do, pal. And then he's going to keep them. Like he did with uh, Neville, yeah, for way yep. too long. Brody Lee was another one that wanted out for a while, and yep. kind of just uh, and uh, you know, we also got uh, Ali Mustafa Ali. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I could totally see that. Uh, Kev, go to you. I'd if you're say Vince. I'd say you're fired, but we're not letting you out of our contracts. That, uh-huh. <laughs> that's that's the thing. I think uh, I I don't know. I, I'm going to go back to it. I. <laughs> If it, if it if it is truly a storyline, I, I would have rather had it with someone a lot bigger name. I don't know. Or at least something cool. Now it is a perfect opportunity to dump the belts. Make it like even say, make a, make, make a purpose. Have Vince come out and say, they didn't respect the belts. Perfect. We're going to stop. Or like just, just line in the sand, say no, no, no belts anymore. Something like that. I'd say Vince. They're going to let him sit at home. Belts are for pants, pal. They're titles. Jimmy uh, or Jay and or Jay or Jay. Low awkward with Naomi quitting. Is Sasha's husband still like the seamstress? So that's good. Yeah, but he's been doing. But he's been doing a lot of work (laughs) with. He's been doing a lot of sneaker collaborations. He just did one or two recently for Autism Speaks with Diodora. And uh, they're pretty cool. You know, I'm curious to see what happens to the Uso, if anything. Um, I think Naomi I mean, is, to me, Naomi, not that big of a draw. She's really, she's really good, not really a draw. Sasha is the one that you find a way to keep her. And how do you do that? You make her the best version of Sasha that there's ever been. NXT. Sasha's ratchet. No, she's not. Uh-huh. This that was the best Sasha Banks ever. The boss. Um, I think you keep Sasha however you got to do it. And what's interesting, Jimmy Smith has a MMA combat sports show called Unlocking the Cage on Sirius XM. Uh-huh. He was talking about this and he says, Look, I'm not gonna kayfabe you that it was legit, it's real. And they were talking about contracts. And apparently, there's only a couple months left on allegedly on both of their contracts, which I find that hard to believe. So if there's only two months left, 
they're just going to ride this shit out and then end up yeah. in AEW. But doing this, I don't think it was a two or three month window. Um, let Naomi go sign Sasha, whatever you have to do. She's one of the top three women in the world. So, yeah, I, I don't think it'll still be resolved quickly. Uh, I certainly think it's going to take a lot of time to, to let cooler heads prevail. Like it's has in the past with, like you said, Ali with Austin back in the day with Brock. Um, but uh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's something we're going to keep an eye on and monitor um, for sure. Uh, but I'll tell you what, that, that's, I had a little brain fart there. I would be fine. Cause again, I do think this is all legit, but hopefully they come to an agreement and then I'd love the idea of them coming back and saying like, this division's a joke, bah, bah, bah. And like, you start feuds off with that, like turn it into a story, right? Just like how with Ali coming back and Miz did all those jabs of, of everything with them. So make you know, Naomi and Sasha uh, part of the bloodline. Yeah, absolutely. I'm all about that. So the other big story, <sighs> Ric Flair, no, age no, no. 73. Having pacemaker, pacemaker, having his <laughs> having his last match, last match at the Nashville Fairgrounds SummerSlam weekend as part of his son-in-law's Starcast Fan Fest. Now the rumor is it'll be a six-man tag match with him and FTR versus the Rock and Roll Express and a mystery opponent. It was first rumored to be Ricky Steamboat. But he confirmed that he passed on the offer. Um, how bad of an idea is this? One hundred percent. I couldn't think of a worse idea. This is so bad, right? The Punjabi prison match seems like Taker <laughs> HBK WrestleMania twenty five compared to this idea. You know, it's interesting that this is happening at Conrad's event. I don't know who runs Jim Crockett promotions these days, but <laughs> whoever this promoter is, if it's somebody unrelated or especially if it's Conrad, his son-in-law, right? It's pretty fucked up. Like, isn't that weird? We're yeah. all going to be in Nashville that weekend. I'm actually staying the, the next I'm, I'm going to be there on Sunday. Right. I don't want to go see a dead body. I don't need to see Randy the Ram live. Yeah, Rick Flair, one of my Rick Flair, my, one of my all-time favorites. Got his fucking robe right here. Like, I'm, I was, I was offended when this stuff happened. When this came out, so I'm like, this is absurd. This should not be happening. And everyone's like, well, you don't know. You're you let the guy have his fun. He's gonna die. Is that fun? <laughs> no, not fun. Kev, I'll say this. I. For, for nostalgia factor, I'm trying to think how many times I've seen Flair. I, and, and, and I couldn't really pinpoint, like, I, I can't think of a memorable match. I've seen him live. I think it would be kind of kind of like a freak show type thing. Like when you when you want to see like the uh you used to go to the circus or you know, the native like a sideshow at Ozfest, like the oddity type thing. Yeah. I think yeah. it would be one of those. I think. You know, they rumored the six-man tag. He would get in it, it a little bit, not really take that many bumps. At least I really hope not. Because he did say before he wants to die in the ring. Maybe 
you never know what's going to go through some somebody's mind in that type of situation. What if he does something like takes medicine to get his heart all crazy and then takes a bad bump? You never, you never know. I think, does he want to do it? Live out, live out his one last match. It's going to be terrible. It's not like it's going to be anything good. Like I lived that one last match versus Sean. That's the way I, I like to think of, think of Rick. Right. And I know he did the TNA stuff sometimes after, but like, that's what I remember Rick. I don't want to, I wouldn't see, I wouldn't pay to go see it, but. I'm not going, I'm staying there yeah. that day to see friends. I'm not going to, to Starcast. I'm not going mm-hmm. to see this free show. Joe, would you order this? Or if it was on free TV, would you watch? No, yeah. no, it's, uh, it's just sad. That's all it is. It's like, we've seen so many documentaries on Ric Flair and, I mean, Triple H said it best on the, I think the ESPN, the E61, where Richard Flair and Ric Flair, they don't know each other. Yeah. It's basically like, you know, he can't tell the two apart. And this is like with Ric Flair does not have wrestling. He doesn't feel like he has anything. So he needs this. Wild. And that's yeah. sad. Well, he's but getting divorced again. Exactly. So now he, if he has, he feels like he has nothing. So he's like, he's going to go back into the ring. And I got to agree with you, Jason. Shame on the promoters for doing this. This is like, mm. this is scumbag 101. Like, there's got to be some athletic commission that has to oversee this in some form or another. And the insurance alone, especially with this type of situation, has to be through the roof. I mean, you know, Bret Hart's doing a live show that weekend. Mick Foley, like the StarCast events are great, but they're not making that kind of money <clears> to <throat> cover death. Yeah. Well, I, and I thought about that with FTR being a part of this. Like, well, of course they're going to do it. Why? Like, wh- do, wouldn't they have that same conversation in their heads you that would we're think, having now? Go like, but like, they're the ones that want I don't Bret Hart be a, to come back and be a part of it. Right, gonna, right. I mean, they're great. I love. I think Brian, yeah. you and I both said in recent weeks we've become bigger FTR fans than we thought we ever would. And look, they're the throwback team, so of course they're going to be involved. And uh, you know, Gerald Briscoe tweeted about how Ricky Steamboat still has class for backing out of it. He said, no, thank you. Yeah. So I just hope if anybody hears this that knows Ric Flair or Richard Flair personally, try to talk him out of this. It's just. I think it's it's too late. I think it's it's too late. It's not going to end well. Yeah. It's just, and that's the thing because I think, you know, Kevin, you said it, you know, you want to remember Flair for the match against Shawn Michaels, which was fantastic. One of my favorite matches of all time. And I can't see Flair going into the ring and not doing the signature spots, the flip over the turnbuckle and run to the other side, the climb up top and then get body pressed off the top rope, the back body drops, all of those, you know, Trademark Ric Flair spot. Face plant. The walk and just face plant. Yes. Yeah. Flair yeah exactly. The, the Flair flop. Yeah. yeah. I can't. I can't see him going. I'm coming in here to half acid. Just do a, a chop or two and a figure four. And so that's what really worries me is that he's going to do these moves that he was known for, and it may not end in a good situation. 
I think it has to do with the fact that the man survived a plane crash at a very young age. So from that moment on, it's always been borrowed time in someone's mind like that. So I think it's just like, he feels like he's in a, he's invincible. Two years ago, he almost died. The network was doing like, had all the in memory of Ric Flair yeah, specials already. going on yeah. the table for threes and everything playing on there. And he mm-hmm. kicked out like Flair does. Yeah. We move on. This is depressing. It's tough. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's tough. Cause we all, you know, I, I know Flair's reputation, especially after the dark side of the ring, you know, you go, there's some, there's some stuff on there. There's a nice robe in the background there, Jay. Um, but we want the best for him. Right. So it's, it seems like this is a, a bad move. Hopefully, hopefully he proves us all wrong. Um, just one quick thing. This happened probably about two hours before we went to record Stephanie McMahon taking a leave of absence. And I'll read the statement she put out on Twitter. As of tomorrow, I'm taking a leave of absence from the majority of my responsibilities at WWE. WWE is a lifelong legacy for me, and I look forward to returning to the company that I love after taking this time to focus on my family. Uh, Jay, what is the percentage that Stephanie McMahon is all elite? No, I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, no. Um, but no, no, here, here's my question. because you, you know, Give it a second. Think about it. What do you think Vince said when she told him that she wanted to take a break? What do you think Vince said? The guy who works 20 hours a day at 76 years old. What do you think he said to Stephanie? When she said, I want to take a leave of absence. Who's the father? <laughs> Come on. I don't know. I, I mean, Time to well, play the game. Yeah. Stephanie's been at this since she was like 18 years. Well, uh, in official capacity since she was in college because she was an intern. But like, if you look in like the 80s merchandise catalogs, Stephanie's the model. Yeah. Shane's the that model. Walker shirt. Yep. Yeah. So and, like, the, uh, and the uh, Andre shirt, too. You know, she's been, because Andre the Giant was her best friend. I don't know. That if was you her friend. That yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I just think that this could mean something's really wrong with Triple H. That, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe, maybe her and Shane, there's another business aspect maybe they want to involve, but that's a reach. But, you know, they have daughters, and Stephanie was like, said she would be willing to let them get involved with the family business in the ring. So, I mean, my honest, like non joking, all seriousness, if I could be serious for a moment, Lance Storm uh, situation, I think sums up with Triple H. Okay. Any of you guys have a. Uh... Vince's reply when Stephanie said, Dad, I want a leave of absence. Why would you want to do that? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Goddamn lazy kids. (laughs) This is why I got this is why I got Nick Khan. (laughs) No, I think I I think it's a matter of like, you know, family. You got like she got three daughters, 12, 14, and 16. Uh, Triple H at home as well. How old they are, Joe? Yeah. You said those ages. Like, yeah, they're one of them's going to be done with high school in like a year or something. Three daughters, uh, husband at home recovering still. He's putting on a brave face, but it's like maybe she just needs a break. She's like Jason. You said she's been working there. What since she was a teenager? 
And that is not an easy job to do. Imagine if like you were like, go back to your teenage job and then multiply it by like 10 million. And that's the where, stress that you were on. All right. Sidebar. Where did you guys work as teenagers? I worked at Burger King and then the Dairy Queen in college. Tim Hortons. Uh, it's a call. Fancy theaters. Italian oven. Restaurant. <laughs> I thought and it was. Then, uh, I thought it was like Luigi's. No, he was well, the waiter from Dingbats. That was in college. Too. Yep. Yeah, I got to that. Yeah, they got the Dingbats. I was twenty-one, though, no longer a teenager for, for that. Um, yeah. No, I. Yo, I where did you work as a teenager? AMC theaters and that Movie stress. Theater. The stress of when Space Jam came out. Woo! Because <laughs> <laughs> that was on reel to reel. That wasn't like. Well, I know I, like that, that was that was my job. I had to like Digital. basically uh, do the projector, so I had to wow. put the like the six film reels together, splice them up, tape them up, and put them on the machine and have it run. Well, the first reel of space it was it was it wasn't a hard job to do. <laughs> wow, Doc, friend of the show, not Doc Lesnar, Mike Dockery, who filled in for Brian. He used to be a, a movie theater manager in college, so. And again, that was before click a link and that thing pops up. So he knows those days. But I always wonder, like, I don't know. I, I, you know, from time to time, I would think about like reels and movies and stuff. I never knew how it all worked. So it's literally you get six reels and just put them all together. You get six reels like three days before the movie uh, opens. You put them all together with the trailers, which they get the studio gives you two. And then uh, employee screening at midnight the night before to make sure it works fine. Right. Now, what if it was one of those places that had like 25 screens and seven different theaters were showing the movie? Did you get 21 reels? No, it was uh, it went across like the the back walls. So it was like one reel still, but uh, it would play. Oh, it would wow. be like on a ten minute delay on the other theater. Oh wow! But it would take okay. time for it to go around. Yeah, that uh, oh, I had wow. to do. I remember I had to do that for uh, dude, dude. the re-releases of Star Wars because we weren't expecting it to be as oh, wow. popular. So they had to add another theater. So we had to do it for that, and definitely Independence Day. I remember that one too. Wow! Actually, I'm so old. Now, I'm Joe, so old. Just saying. Stuff? Saying all that crap, I'm like feeling old right now. Uh, Dang, and I just threw out Timbits to people. <laughs> I love Tim Hortons. Uh, it's a must go anytime I'm in Michigan. I'm sure. Uh, it took me a while to like go back to the movies with like the general public because I was always used to seeing it like at a private screen at midnight. <laughs> like we did the midnight shows before they were a thing. Did you yeah. fuck anything up in your time there? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, I was I was like 17. Of course I did. Uh, we can get uh, into that when we open that movie theater podcast. Yeah, so. exactly. At the movies with Joe. We'll, we'll get into those amazing stories. That's his TWP extra. Yeah. We, uh, no one will listen to it. Not even me. <laughs> just one quick note from Raw, because obviously the, the Sasha Naomi drama uh, kind of took over everything. Um, what did you guys think? I, I was not a fan of this, but the countdown to Cody. Yeah, countdown to Cody. I, I I get the idea of like, oh, I'd make sure I tune in, but then when when I realized there was a match going on, you know, right beforehand, it's like, well, what if this match goes twelve minutes? <laughs> How would you know Cody's going to be on? Did anybody yeah. else get agitated with that? I was like, Here's what's what funny. Three different people since Monday 
that's what they asked me about. Cause you know what? There was, there was a guy I work with younger guy and uh, he saw me in the hallway and it wasn't, Hey, what's up? What's going on? He goes, what'd you think of the countdown to Cody? And then, you know, my buddy doc, same thing on the phone yesterday. What do you think of the countdown? Last week when they did it once. Okay. That's cool. Now it's a little corny and it's only a matter of time. I think this is the tool to get fans to boo Cody. This is the beginning. Okay. Okay. But it could be. I'm over it now. Um, so, so Kev, I'll go to you because we, we officially have Cody versus Seth Hell in a Cell. I know you've loved the two prior matches. It's kind of an odd one in that we have Cody who's won two times and they're having a trilogy. You don't no. really see that much, but uh, I mean, you down for it? How how you feeling about Cody I, Seth Hell Cell? This is the. I've said I've, I've loved everything out of those guys so far. Right. So Cody wins. Number one, Cody wins. Number two, I think the hell in the cell is a perfect match for in a, if it's going to be a trilogy or it keeps going, it still works perfect because the hell in the cell, you know, someone could get injured. Somebody uh, can, you know, uh, just get the crap beat out of them. Maybe uh, they go to the top. You know what I mean? Something, mm-hmm. something so crazy can happen. It doesn't matter who truly wins because they're both just going to beat the crap out of each other. I do think Seth is going to uh, uh, win this one. There's no way he can lose three in a row. Like the good thing with him even losing the first two, his momentum hasn't stopped. Seth right. is still so damn good. It's because they're made for each other right now. That's the thing. Like I, outside of that, I'm thinking, I'm like, who do I want Cody to go against next? I'm like, I don't want them to stop. I, I don't want them to stop because it's just going to elevate both of them. I just think Seth definitely has to win just so he doesn't like get buried, but there's no way that's even going to happen. I love it. I thought the promo from Cody was pretty good. I thought the, the interaction was, was fire. I think the countdown is cheesy. Uh, and I, always making fun of it is, is, is so, <laughs> he's, so, he's so doing good, good on that. So Did you hear great. him say, Saxon, that's about as stupid as you saying Cody hasn't wrestled in six years. <laughs> yeah, I, that was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. I and, and Jay, with uh, you talking to the uh, Quincy Jones uh, podcast, uh, I don't, I, I don't know if it's him and his brother, but he even said like he loves watching Monday Night Raw again because of Cody a lot. So I find myself glued more versus me keeping it in the background, playing on my phone at times, like doing a little work emails. I'm glued when Cody's on TV. They're doing their job. It's definitely doing- a, a shot in the arm for, for yeah. Monday Night Raw, for sure. Uh, guys, any other strong feelings about this? Hey, we're having a trilogy, but Cody won twice. Hell in the Cell. It's all good. I think or- Cody's going to win the Hell in the Cell, too. I, I it's remind- that way too, it's too. reminding me of the uh, Batista Triple H trilogy. Batista okay. won each one. Clean. That's a good point. And it yeah. ended at a Hell in the Cell. I'm hoping this leads to my natural born killers theory that I've wanted for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks with him and Becky Lynch going crazy because they're just losing it. Yeah, Seth, awesome. Seth can lose and he's still going to be in the main event. Yeah. Like Kevin yeah. was saying, he's, yeah, he's, like, he's too good. He's not he's like, you know, long, yeah. someone else who's really good too. <laughs> and who was always put in the main event is Dolph Ziggler. Seth is above that. Oh yeah. And oh, Ziggler can that. still get put into the main event and be credible. Yeah. yeah so, true. I don't see, I can see Seth losing. He could lose for the rest of the year, every main event pay-per-view and still be in the main event. And we would be like, you know, buying it. Yeah. Uh, Nick Khan on the phone. 
Yeah, we're all about that. Uh, AEW, so we'll, we'll talk more AEW next week because uh, I believe we'll have the double or nothing preview. Uh, we had a couple of jokers. I was excited because that's, you know, I mean, obviously AEW, that's what they're due. They're surprises. Uh, the jokers, the male joker, this was for the, the Owen Hart tournament, was John... What, what do they call Johnny, Johnny Elite. Elite. Johnny Elite. Why, why I think not Johnny, Johnny Dynamite? Dynamite would have been better. Me too. But, uh, man, whatever. I am I am enjoying uh for GCW Johnny Game Changer. Like the <laughs> 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 name for everybody. And then uh Maki Ito. And and if if Orange Cassidy's here for me, Maki Ito is like the female equivalent with me. I I don't get oh, it. Oh, you're I such a hater. Like I am a hater. Bring bring your hate emails to that wrestlepod at gmail.com. Uh, not a fan, but what, what did you guys think? I mean, I, I, I was, I didn't expect Morrison, by the way, we did, I threw two quick, uh, Twitter polls, uh, getting people's guesses. Who's the, the Joker for each match. And for the men, I had uh, Gargano, I had Cesaro cross and other, and, uh, Cesaro was the overwhelming choice. And then for the women, I had, uh, Mickey James, Lana, Tegan Knox and other, and somebody had a good, uh, comments that uh, Athena, you know, uh, what's her name? Uh, Ember. Ember. Um, so I was over two. The, the polls were over two. Um, but uh, your guys' thoughts on, on the Jokers, Jay? Um, I thought maybe it could have been Nia Jax. It just got Ooh, announced that yeah. Nia Jax and Lana are working uh, an indie show this weekend, headlined by Braun Strowman and Alistair Overing. Yeah. That's oh. an odd one. Uh, but I thought maybe uh, Nia Jax. And for the men, I like that it. it's a surprise, but say it with me, Joe. Sign, sign more, more guys. guys. Technically, he didn't sign. Is he staying? I read no. it, oh, I read it earlier not? today. He doesn't. Have, he didn't sign a contract. It was just a one-off. Okay. I think he's well, going to be like a Matt Cardona, as in like maybe a couple episodes and then goes away. I could see that. Well... I mean, Makito, pass, dud, dud, dud. Yeah. I don't get it. I mean, was she was like, said the said said fuck on American Idol Japan. I don't know, but I don't know what her deal is. I was not impressed. So Friday night we got SmackDown. We have a tag team <sighs> unification match. Oh wait, 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 wait. Hmm. Last week on SmackDown. Riddle hitting Roman with that knee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yelled at my TV. It was so fucking awesome. <laughs> I like Next it. Week. Now, now, go yeah. ahead. This no, week's all, all good. Yeah, we got RK Bro. <laughs> we got Usos. We have tag unification. Tell me what happens, guys. Let's let's throw your predictions on the table. I, Lacey Evans comes out. Oh, I mean, I, <laughs> what a swerve. <laughs> go ahead, Kevin. I, I I just don't think it's gonna happen. I think I think something's gonna pop up, and it's just not I gonna can't. happen. It, it save it. Double DQ. Save it for uh, wins money in the bank June. Why? Yeah, it's, Why? save it for save it for oh, that. No, yeah, hell, or, hell it's, it's July. Yeah. It's July. Right. It's money July in the bank. Like July second. Yeah. Correct. Okay, yes. so it's a couple yeah. weeks before SummerSlam. Both in huge venues. That that is a match for a big venue. Nothing against SmackDown. It's gonna go there. Something shenanigans is gonna happen. They're gonna tease it. The only bad thing is you can't just keep teasing it because it's gonna get stale. Yeah. But the interactions between both of those teams, just like Seth Cody, it works with those guys. 
Both of those teams work. Riddle keeping his own with Randy Usos, so much chemistry with them. Like it, it's it's fantastic. If it can wait two months till SummerSlam, time will tell. But I don't think it's going to happen. That's not that ain't going to happen. Uh, yeah, well, you, you're you've always been preaching unification, so I want it to happen. <clears throat> I believe Fox wants it to happen. Um, it'll be interesting though when. Uh, they, they, they remove one of the Usos and put Solo Sakai in. Uh, the one removed, yeah. of course, is the one married to Naomi. Uh, <laughs> this is uh, Triple H in the curtain call situation all over again. Uh, he had to take the blame because Sean wouldn't. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, I want it to happen. I really do. I don't even care who wins, but most likely it'll be the bloodline. Mm-hmm. I think the Usos have great chemistry with whoever they are in the ring with. So I think it's going to be them. I don't think that's going to be stretched out. I think that it's just a mad. I think it's, it's time. We don't need tag champions on both shows. Have them go each one. And, and Orton and Riddle can stay a team or they can go solo too and still be like a new day type uh, team yeah. as in they don't have to be together because I like to see one of them, if not both of them in Money in the Bank. That could be fun. Uh, I like that. Yeah, I, I, I just don't think it'll happen. I think there'll be some sort of schmas with Roman, maybe with Drew. And maybe it's going to be held off officially into Hell in a Cell. Maybe they'll do a Hell in a Cell match for the tag team unification. I love the idea of the unification because I love seeing those guys, whoever it is, Usos or RK-Bro, on -hmm. both shows. So I hope it does happen, but I'm also under the impression that I don't think it's going to happen this Friday night or tonight whenever you're listening. Right, Kevin? Let me me ask this. Let me ask this. (laughs) So you mentioned, uh, okay, so they'll get it for the bloodline with Roman leaving. Right. Right. Allegedly. So like what? 12 weeks. Allegedly like, 10. A- allegedly. Right. Uh, how, how is that going to play into Naomi, Sasha walking out? They, like, remember we were like last week, I just, just thought of it. Like we were like, Oh, Roman's just going to go. I've done all the, all, all I can right now. Like him walking out, maybe the Usos lose, use it into the storyline of, of Roman. Like I got to go. Yeah, I got I'm embarrassed by we y'all. Gotta figure yeah. this out. Like, yeah. the, it could go either way. Their storylines. There's some good angles both, here. Both ways of whoever wins that match. And as corny well, as I, as corny as we always say, like the fans are gonna win. Truly, that's a it's, that tag team <laughs> going back and forth has <laughs> is, is been fantastic. We're not sponsored by Trulies. We are truly excited for for the match. Good job, Kev. Good job, guys. I think we got some great angles. Uh, here to come, but we all know, like we talked about earlier, we're not excited for Ric Flair <sighs> in this last match ever sort of thing. So for our five count this week, we're going to decide to have a little fun. The topic is top five things Ric Flair should do instead of having a last match. That wrestling podcast presents the five count. So I told the boys when I came up with this topic and sent the rundown, uh, think like David Letterman, like the top 10 list. That's, that's kind of the inspiration for uh, for coming up with these five things Ric Flair should do instead of having a last match. 
Would anyone like to go first? I'm happy. I'll go first. I'll go first. Number five, he can work the deli, but then be too tempted to blade, kind of like Randy (laughs) the Ram. So that probably won't happen. Number four, Walmart greeter. He's of the age. Almost had that. Yeah. Number three, he can become the next big wedding officiant in Las Vegas, kind of like Elvis. Oh, get married by Ric Flair. Come on. Yep. Number two, he can become an official recognized certified holiday mascot like the Easter Bunny, Santa Claus, Cupid. I'm not sure which holiday yet. I didn't get that far, but that would be number two. (laughs) And number one, he could be a train conductor or he could be the train horn. (laughs) (laughs) nice Ah, those are five excellent things rick flair should be doing instead of wrestling at the nashville fairgrounds i think the press release said the world famous nashville fairgrounds it's actually a brand new facility it's actually a brand new facility man who'd like to go next kev you want to go i'll go i'll go all right uh number five Selling fake Rolexes on the street. (laughs) 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 Number four, uh, selling buttons at every restaurant that has to wear flair. Oh, yeah. That's a classic office space reset. I love it. Uh, Three, dating show, VH1 classic style, like New York, 40 Old ladies fighting for the chance to date Ric Flair. Oh, wow. Kevin, you just missed the best punchline. Yeah, what's it called? What's it? 40 old ladies with the chance to ride Space Mountain. Ah, oh. come on. <laughs> Number two, a reality prank show like Punk, but it's called You Got Wooed. <laughs> and number one, in <laughs> number one. Keep it in, spoke- Jay, keep it in. Number one. The new spokesman for Werther's Originals. Oh, oh. That's, a, that's a Jason favorite, right? Love the love. We're gonna buy the top five stock. pick. Yeah. I love it. Joe, you want to go next or? Yeah, sure. Right. Uh, my number five, and this I'm just gonna read it word for word. Anything for the love of all that is holy in this world. Anything, please. That's my number five. <laughs> number four. A luxury, a luxury concierge. So he could be a limousine riding, jet flying, <laughs> someone you can hire to ride with you in those limos and private jets. Love it. <laughs> Number three opens a restaurant. Think Rocky in Rocky Balboa or Creed. Just walks around telling wrestling stories to oh, people yeah. trying to eat chicken fingers. <laughs> 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 Flair's Firehouse Grill or something. It's kind of like, like that Flavor Flav chicken place in Detroit. Yeah. Oh, Ryan. classic, Jay. Classic. Number two, karaoke battles with the Hulkster on Monday night. <laughs> oh, the Monday night wars are back. I would like to see Flair like singing and then like Flair flopping during a uh, shout. A little bit softer now. Woo! Boom, down. Uh, and number one, a tour guide at Magic Kingdom. Because the final stop would be Space, Space. Mountain. <laughs> Longest line, oldest ride. That's right. Woo! Wow. wow. Excellent work, guys. All right. My, my number five, take a nap. 
<laughs> Guys, Nate's is 30 years older than us. And I'll tell you, you know, I love taking a nap when I can. It's the greatest. So try that out, Rick. Um, and uh, boy, a lot of these ones coming up, you guys were in the same wavelength as me. Number four, relaunch the VH1 reality show, The Pickup Artist. Oh, Does anybody remember The Pickup yes. Artist? Oh, I do. Brian Nate's and I used to talk about that guy do. all yeah. the time. Nate would teach these losers how to get up chicks at the bar. So Go make out with the stripper in the living Hit him with the nag. <laughs> yeah. And I looked up on Wikipedia, like, what was that show? And that host's name was Mystery. <laughs> Wasn't that like his friend, like Mystery. Leo the Lion? Or like- yeah, he had like his sidekicks or something. That's been a minute since I've seen that. So that's number four. Um, number three, open up a limousine business called Riding with Rick. And I actually, I found the uh, script for the first advertisement. It goes, whether you're going to prom, woo! Whether you're going to a bachelorette party, woo! Whether you're getting married, woo! Hell, even if you're getting divorced for the fifth time like me, woo, woo, woo! <laughs> Go there in style with Riding with Rick limousines. Little woo, woo. Yeah, that's number three. And uh, looks like a companion business is number two. Open a private jet company called Flying with Flair. <laughs> you want to fly to Abu Dhabi? Woo! The ball beans, woo! Even Charlotte, by God, North Carolina. The only way to travel is with flying with flair. Oh my God. And Joe, great minds think alike. Cause my number one was go to the magic kingdom and ride space mountain. So he can actually go for a ride on space mountain. Wow. <sighs> outstanding work, fellas. We hit that one out of the park. And uh, hopefully, hopefully Ric Flair just <laughs> does not <laughs> reach his end in the Nashville fairgrounds. I hope he took my advice. Anything, please. <laughs> that is this week's five. Who made your five count? Let us know on social media using the hashtag TWP five count. All right. Great show, fellas. We're going to say goodbye here in just a moment. I'm glad to be back. And thank you again uh, for covering for me in my week absence. I promise uh, I won't be taking an extended leave of absence like Stephanie McMahon. I'm here for the long haul. I can promise you that. I had a weird moment. Now, we don't normally talk about non-wrestling stuff, but we're all of, of, of 40 years old and over. And I was listening to Corey Graves' podcast with the Street Profits. And he was talking about men wearing sports jerseys. The only reason I bring this up, I used to wear jerseys all the time in my 20s. Not too much anymore. I feel like it's kind of ridiculous for a 45-year-old man to wear a jersey of someone 20 years younger than him. So the only jerseys I will wear from time to time, but not very often, are legends or people older than me. I, I had an opportunity. I had a really good deal. I bought a 1996 L.A. Lakers Kobe Bryant jersey. Oh, and got a really good deal on it. You know, I had some rackets in cash. You know, I was, I was kind of excited. Now, I don't know if I'm ever going to wear it. Like, I have it. I wanted it. And uh, what are you guys' thoughts on our age, men our age, wearing sports jerseys? I, I have think- a bunch of them, too. And I think the only one who's younger than me, and it's not by much, is uh, Calvin Johnson. But mostly all mine are like older, like growing up guys, like Barry Sanders, uh, Iserman, Shanahan, uh, and 
blank tiger jerseys, like no one on the back of those. Uh So, but do you wear them going to Meyer? I don't, I don't wear them. You wear them going out to dinner with your wife. No, because (laughs) no, I don't wear them going anywhere. It's like, I don't even really wear them going to games anymore. I used to, but now if I go to a game, I'm just wearing a t-shirt of the team. Yeah. I was doing some cleaning too. And I have totes and totes of jerseys, mostly Pittsburgh sports teams and, you know, penguins and Steelers and stuff. But um, Kevin, you had, you're a sports guy. I mean, do you wear jerseys at this point? I mean, you just turned 40 last year and, I wear uh, my Calvin Johnson Lions jersey every Super Bowl, and uh, at least someone I, is. I just, <laughs> I just I always do. And then uh, I wear I'm, my Barry I'm, Sanders one every Super Bowl, so it's the only time the Lions are in there. Tr- truly, I think I, I, I don't know the last time I've ever worn a sports jersey not in an event. Ryan, yeah. I think uh, event is good. That's fine. Yeah, Sport, sports bar is good. Uh, at home by yourself is good. <laughs> watch, you know, yes, I will put on a Steelers jersey to watch the Steelers at my house. Yeah, but yeah, going to Meyer, like you said, Kev. Uh, yeah, you know, anything like that. No, it's it's we're past the point of return, unfortunately, due to our ages. Yeah, I don't know. It was just a weird like. I I bought it, then I heard the podcast, and I found more in my garage, and I'm like. Yeah, this I, I can't be the only one realizing at 40 plus should be wearing sports jerseys. One last question. Sports jerseys with your own name on the back. Yay no. or nay? <laughs> no. Nope. No. Unless I'm unless I'm Brian Cox playing for the Chicago Bears back in the 80s. That's going to fly. <laughs> I had for Radio Disney, I had BC on the back. Oh, and my right. number was 910 for AM 910. Well, that's so, different. That's yeah, different. that was a, a work related one. But yeah, I, I'm not wearing that to the game now. So I have a Steeler jersey with my name on it. The only reason is because I went to Steelers men's fantasy camp mm-hmm. many oh. years ago where I got to play and practice mm-hmm. with Steeler greats from, from the past. So awesome. I wouldn't just go buy a jersey and put my name on it, but I feel like jerseys. I feel like jerseys now are being bought by people our age to frame. You can see that, yeah, signed and framed. Like my Chelios jersey is signed and framed. That's man cave material. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Jay, you got you know UFC posters. It's not jersey, but same sort of thing. Yeah, memorabilia on the wall. Right. Okay. Well, I'm glad we uh, we touched on that. If you are a a grown man and you want to buy jerseys. Let me know because I got a shit ton. I've got <laughs> penguins, Steelers. Um, I have a few I'm not getting rid of, but one Joe, I might you might want to get. Remember when uh, many years ago the Red Wings had that alternate jersey where it was like the stripes across, where it says Detroit. I have one. Ah, okay, and well, it's a uh, Bob Probert. Oh, nice, Joe. oh that's, that's a good one. That, that's like the best. That's the one that like if I wear out. I get the most reactions, kind of like wearing like a wrestling shirt. People are like, "Yeah, that's amazing." Known for his amazing offensive skill, right? My equivalent. <laughs> okay, so my, my what was yours? What was yours, Jason? Well, mine was just one I bought. I got it on for like forty bucks. It was like the off season. It was just a sale, and I never put any money in. The one jersey I have that I'll never get rid of. Um, it's it's the blue Quebec Nordiques. Oh, with, that's a good one. with uh oh, Ron my. Tugnut on the back. Oh, <laughs> Tugnut's fun. Ron um, Tugnut. 
Yeah, those it. those like Quebec Nordiques, Hartford Whaler jerseys. I'll never Hell get yeah. rid of those because they're just awesome. So. Brass Bonanza forever. Yes. All right, guys. <laughs> that's a that's a good way to wrap things up. I think. Um, everybody enjoy wrestling. Well, oh, gotta get out the plugs, of course. Yeah, at that WrestlePod for our, our socials. Yeah, don't forget to check out the TWP Extra that Jay dropped this week. Great stuff there. And the uh, yeah, Brews next tank top is that is that still up, Jay or or yeah, it's, the other? Yep, okay, so you can still get the, the the Kevin official worn. It Bruce looks like jersey a cool all by your beer. Own. Low, it looks like it's a yeah. logo that was on a beer bottle. I mean, while it was, supplies last, we, 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 you, if somebody buys a Bruise Next tank top, I will send them an eight and a half, 11 signed autograph by yours truly. My goodness. All right. You got headshots already? Fucking egomania. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> Fuck. I was like, if we see you wearing one at SummerSlam, we will buy you a beer. There you go. Now we're <laughs> that's talking. four beers. That's seven. Now you got to buy at the uh, stadium. Oh. Joe. Yeah, Who's counting? Happened. Who's counting? <laughs> All right, everybody enjoy wrestling. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Follow that wrestle pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. One, two, three. That's it. <laughs>